we said. The Press Box. Welcome into another edition of the Press Box Podcast. Mike Grace from my partners, Chris Stewart, J.D. Byers. Glad to have you aboard as we offer up just a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state and now around the southeast as we branch out. Hello, KWIN, AM 1420 and FM 101.3 FM in Chattanooga. Now a part of the Press Box family. Great to have you on board. So we offer up just a slice of what you hear on the radio show. If you haven't found us yet, you can do so online at PressBoxRadio.com. There, check the affiliates page to find the station nearest you. There is an episodes page where you hear the show on demand hour by hour. Or simply press the listen button to hear the Press Box anytime, 24-7. And check out the brand new The Press Box app. It's available in the Apple and Google Play stores for a free download. Just search for The Press Box. Download it to your smart device, and you can have us wherever you go, whenever you go there. It's the Press Box app, available now in both the Apple and Google Play stores. All right, to today's Press Box podcast is we had a chance to talk, don't look now, college basketball season is here. Mike Morgan of the SEC Network will be cranking it up tonight as Chris Stewart calls the opener for the Alabama Crimson Tide on radio. Mike Morgan will have the call on the SEC Network, and we talked about what a good matchup this is for Alabama and Louisiana Tech. Yeah, it's the kind of matchup that that we look forward to, uh, I think, as announcers, right? I mean, sometimes sure. it's hard to really sink your teeth into an out-of-conference game that is not very much in doubt. And as I always try to remind people, not all mid-majors are built the same. This is a Louisiana Tech team that has knocked off multiple SEC teams the last few years that was in the NIT Final Four uh, that won the Western Division in their in their league. And their league, by the way, Conference USA, has won a tournament game in five of the last six years. That's NCAA tournament game, including North Texas pulling it off last year. So uh, this is not like you don't just schedule La Tech with, with, their, with their team and, and their coach thinking, okay, it's an automatic dub. We don't have to break a sweat. Good way to break in some young players. That's not it at all. Uh, And I guarantee you, Nate Oates knows that. So this will this will be a very good test to get things started off. Alabama, as you mentioned, and as you know, as well as anybody, Chris, I mean, I'm so excited about what this league is looking like now with Alabama emerging as a power and Arkansas emerging as a power like we've already seen it with Kentucky. We've seen it in spurts with Florida and Auburn and Bruce Pearl. But but and Tennessee, of course, or Rick Barnes, but to get Alabama to a sweet 16 level, to get Arkansas to an elite eight level, that just does so much to enhance the quality of this league. And and I'm here for it. Yeah, Uh, obviously, I am, too. Selfishly, it's really good to see Uh, one thing that's going to be tough, though, tonight. Can Alabama play at the tempo they want to? and take full advantage of trying to not get in a half-court game with Kenneth Lofton Jr. that I know a bunch of Bama fans know nothing about, but they will by the end of the evening if the Tide doesn't minimize what he can do. Yeah, they'll definitely know about him. You know, Freshman of the year last year in the conference, uh, in that NIT Final Four run, as I mentioned, he averaged 20 points, nine rebounds. He's an unorthodox guy right because he's six seven two seventy five so he's probably a guy that had a little too much baby fat coming out of high school that that might have scared off some of the uh, bigger programs but what we see often at this level uh the mid-major level is guys that 
didn't fit the mold right away, but then they morph into a power five player. There's no question. Kenneth Lofton Jr. could play for any SEC team and play quite well. Uh, yes. So don't be fooled by the the mid-major label. He, he's a really good player. And then you've got Archibald and then you've got Crawford. Like they returned three veterans from that squad a year ago, two fifth-year senior guys to go along with Lofton. So they're battle-tested. I mean, again, been there, done that, beat Ole Miss last year, uh, beat Mississippi State the year before that. They've beaten Ohio State, Wichita State. I mean, they've been kind of a – a uh, a Goliath killer here in this type of year. And you know how it is, Chris. We're all in football mode, okay? And I know everybody there in Alabama is in football mode. And so the crowds are never quite the same, although thank goodness we'll have actual crowds again. Uh, The year of the fan in college football will hopefully translate well into the year of the fan in college basketball. But this is where these type of teams pick their spots and find their upsets over the SEC, and it's up to the SEC coaches and programs to fend them off because all these games matter big time in March. When you're trying to talk about conference RPI and all those crazy wacky numbers and metrics, these games count just as much in November as they do in March, and you do not want to have a league where you lose a bunch of, of games to mid-majors, you want to kind of hold serve, if you will. So I, I always remind people of that because it's just so easy to lose sight of these games when we're playing in early November, but they do mean something. And in, very, in many cases, they mean a lot. Talking to Mike Morgan, ESPN, SEC Network, kind enough to join us inside the press box. You know Avery Johnson did a really nice job with the program as a whole profile, personality, energy, um, got a guy like Colin identified along with Antoine Petway, who Colin Sexton would be before anybody else did got him on campus, played a major role in, in the program, became a lottery pick. The same staff basically, uh, brings in Jaden Shackelford from California, but then since then, you you get Josh Primo to come in. You've you've got Javon Quinterly. You've got J.D. Davison. It's becoming a really nice pipeline in Tuscaloosa of great backcourt talent. And I, I know you've seen film, but, man, are you going to enjoy watching Davison and Quinterly play together? Yeah. <clears throat> well, obviously, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, – of, of Quinterly, but I, but I do want to see Davison. I mean, when you're talking about a guy who's back to back Alabama, Mr. Basketball, I think he's only the fifth player to ever do that in the history of that award. Uh, everything I've heard is off the charts. Good. And, and now I want to see it translate on the floor. I know that coach Oates has talked about the biggest room for improvement with, with JD is the shot, you know, the, the jump shot consistency there. It's very common. Right for so many of these five-star type freshmen, because truth of the matter is they don't have to be great shooters at the high school level when you have that kind of athleticism. I mean, they're used to just blowing by guys. They're used to just attacking the rim and having their way. And then all of a sudden you get to this level, this level and the three point lines a little bit farther back shots are contested by guys, your size and bigger. And so that's a, a common adjustment, but 
there's certain things there that you just can't teach that are already there. And, and you combine that with Shackelford and Quinterly, and you might not only have the, the best backcourt in the league, you're probably going to have one of the best backcourts in the country. So that's, that's a lot to be excited about with Alabama. We know like they don't have to have a lot of size. I'm, I'm curious to see what, what the Betty Ako guy uh, how he he looks in his freshman year. There's going to be some growing pains, but it looks like at bare minimum you've got some rim protection there, and that yeah. was the knock on Alabama. But the thing is, like the way they play, you don't need a ton of size. They can beat you without a, a huge paint presence. Now they've got some rim protection to go along with all these guards and all these guys on the wing that can attack, attack, attack. It's a scary matchup for anybody. Going to be fun. Excited about that getting started tonight. An 8 o'clock tip um, for the television matchup, and we will have it, of course, on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. We're pregame starting at 7 o'clock. Mike, forgive me, SEC Network for that? That's not an ESPN broadcast. No, no, no. SEC Network, we got the doubleheader tonight. So Tennessee starts it off at 7 o'clock, and then – I don't mind saying I think we've got a more competitive matchup uh, at 9 o'clock with, again, Louisiana Tech, a quality at-a-conference opponent. So uh, I'm trying to remember, you know, last year or the year before, did we tip it off on a Tuesday or not? I can't, I can't remember. But uh, it, it's it's a good spot to be in. I don't like sometimes the Friday games right before Saturday football. Sometimes those can get – lost in the shuffle and i've got kentucky on friday kentucky doesn't get lost in the shuffle with their fan base as you know because oh. it's basketball and they'll they'll be pumped up no matter what but i think tuesday midweek perfect time to kind of roll out the basketball and get everybody jacked up i, I think the league is loaded again this year the top to bottom uh, i mean i think one through eight looks like tournament potential teams and then there's always that team that nobody sees coming coming out of that next bunch. So I think it's going to be a highly competitive Southeastern Conference, and I think Alabama will be there to the very end competing for another SEC championship. I think they're good enough where they're going to be there in the in the final standings right, uh, right at the top or near the top with some of the other heavyweights. Mike Morgan, SEC Network, ESPN, joining us here inside the press box. Auburn with Bruce Pearl. Look, man, as long as Bruce Pearl is their coach, they're always going to be dangerous. I don't care what the expectations are in preseason. But sitting there at number 22, uh, a lot of new faces on the roster. But, man, he gets that stuff to gel pretty quick. He always does. Uh, I I mean, you, you hit it on the head. I never worry about a Bruce Pearl team getting the most out of the talent they have. Uh I thought last year was a little bit disjointed because with Sharif Cooper not being eligible most of the way, and then you kind of shoehorn him in there and, you know, Sharif is a dazzling player, but was kind of doing his own thing at times. Last year just never got off the ground. And of course they lost a ton from the the final four team. Uh, I think this year with a great freshman class and some returning uh, veteran players, yeah, I'd be surprised if they're not a tournament team this year. You know, you had you had everything going on. You had uh, not being eligible for this, that, and the other. Like last year was one of those where you just you raise your hands and you go, oh, okay, this is just not our year. 
but Bruce is going to get the most out of the roster he has. And the roster he has is pretty darn good. So it, it's amazing, right? I mean, Chris, you and I have been around this league a while. We, we saw the doldrums of where Auburn, Alabama basketball was just not that relevant. And now we're seeing this incredible uptick where we're talking about two programs that I think as long as those two coaches stay in place are going to be routinely in the NCAA tournament and competing for higher and higher stakes. So how refreshing it is to see that. And I, you know, I always hate when people say, well, we're a football school, so we can't be good in basketball. That's ridiculous. I mean, the leadership at Alabama said, no, eventually we're going to get the right coach and we're going to turn this thing around. And the right coach is clearly Nate Oates. And that's exactly what they've done. Let's let's go SEC real quick in the moment or two that I've got left with you. Uh, and, and we will start with Kentucky. They're never without talent. They're never without five stars. But it looks like they've got the right pieces now. And I, I don't know if re-energized is fair or not, but there is no question the motivation for John Calipari in this group looks like a good one to get the job done for him again. Well, I think re-energize is okay because, I mean, last year was just an un, unmitigated nightmare. Uh, and, and it didn't matter what buttons he pushed. That roster just wasn't going to get it done. And now this year, uh, it just seems like the, the, the star freshmen that he has on this roster are, are going to do better than Brandon Boston, are going to do better than Devin Askew. Those guys were quite frankly, big disappointments. When I look at the freshman class and the transfer class he has this year, I just see a different looking group. Ty Ty Washington is going to be a household name this year in the SEC. And then Severe Wheeler transferring out of Georgia is just that calming veteran influence at point guard that a John Calipari team, I think, really needs. So when you when you add it all up, and of course they've always got bigs that are long and you know, Shuibe is is a huge transfer from West Virginia that's going to patrol the paint for them. I, I think Kentucky goes from having their worst year before the Great Depression, uh, since the Great Depression, uh, and, and now you're going to be seeing them compete for an SEC title. I just think that was a blip on the radar, once-in-a-lifetime colossal fail, and it's not going to happen two years in a row in Lexington. Mike Morgan expecting big things out of those Kentucky Wildcats. We'll look forward to seeing what happens in this 21-22 college basketball season. Our thanks again to Mike Morgan of the SEC Network. Don't forget, you can hear him call on the action of Alabama and Louisiana Tech tonight on the SEC Network. And, of course, our Chris Stewart will have the call on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Tomorrow we'll recap all of those games, plenty of games all over the country, all over the Southeastern Conference, all over the state. So we'll do that tomorrow morning and more. Again, wherever you find the Press Box, again, pressboxradio.com. Check the affiliates page to find the station nearest you. Until next time, for my partners Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, Mike Grace saying so long, and thanks for joining us inside the Press Box.